Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. Uh, you know, I've, I've got a message today that uh, uh, God has placed in my heart. Thanks, Sam. Uh, and uh, uh, it sounds unorthodox, but I really believe that this is the word of God for us today and for this season and for us as a church. If you're taking down notes, the title is called The Parable of the Onion. That's why, that's why I said, I doubt, I doubt shall we pray like, God, use me like the onion. <laughs> and the parable of the onion, uh, and uh, I know, don't, don't, don't get hiccup, it's, it's not a parable in the Bible. Uh, it's along the same vein as a message uh, similar to a style of message I did uh, last year. Those of you who were here, I did the parable of the roast pork. I know, that sounds much more exciting than the onion, right? Uh, and uh, pray with us also because uh, 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 we are trying. It was, a lot of people have given feedback to say that, that that message really spoke to them. It was very memorable. Uh, and uh, instead of preaching the message again, uh, which will be old news to some of you people, uh, we're actually working and pray with us also uh, some, uh, uh, that we hope that in the coming uh, weeks and months, uh, we'll be able to launch a video. Uh, and uh, we're going to reenact and recreate the parable of the roast pork in a video format, uh, complete with the complete recipe on how to cook yourself a delicious slab of roast meat. Uh, and uh, so pray with uh, myself and Enzo and different ones that will be working on it. Ask God for anointing because we have never been there before. Uh, so every day we're just learning from YouTube. Uh, and uh, yeah, so today's message is called Parable of the Onion. Or if some of you are more spiritual, uh, maturing your, your walk with Jesus. Maturing, oh, I don't know where you're from, maturing your walk with Jesus. You know, God wants us not to come every church just to receive, but God wants us to grow. God wants us to grow in maturity. God wants us to grow in our faith with Him, in our walk with Him. He wants us to walk stronger. He wants us to walk closer. He wants us to become more sensitive to His voice. And, you know, as I was praying about this, because that's, that's our heart for the church. We don't just want to grow church. We want to grow disciples. We want people that will be able to, wherever God has placed you, you know, whether you're going to uh, be working, uh, you know, with politicians or be working with lawyers in the legal industry or to be working as a scientist, as a doctor, as a lawyer, uh, as a philosopher, whatever it is, you know, we want you to do that, have fun doing that, be good at doing that, but at the same time, reflect God when you do that. And so to do that, we need to be mature because to do all those kind of things, it, those things are not done within the four walls of the church, it's outside of the four walls of the church. And so we got to go out there and stand strong, even though sometimes at our workplace, at a place of our study, at a place that we live, we could be the only believer there. But as you grow in maturity, you're able to stand strong. And not just stand strong for yourself, but stand strong for others and on behalf of others. And so as I was meditating upon this, you know, God dropped a few scriptures into my heart and uh, God decided to say that I want you to use the onion uh, as an example. The one thing that we've got to understand uh, uh, is that, you know, uh, uh, God uses parable and God uses creativity. And so I want you to not be so fixated about the onion. There's nothing spiritual about the onion, uh, but it's the lessons and the truth we, that we learn from observing the onion. Amen? Let's pray. I know, we need prayer. Hallelujah. Father Lord, we just want to commit the preaching of your word into your hands. God, we just ask, Lord, that you take over. Lord, turn all these ordinary illustrations and words and transform it and make it supernatural. Lord, help everyone here to hear your voice and your voice alone through my voice. Lord. Help them, Lord, to as they read the Bible, let every word, every verse 
come out and jump out of the pages. Let it come alive in our hearts. Today, we are not here to be entertained. We're not here to be educated. We're here to be transformed. We're not here, Lord, uh, uh, to have fun, but Lord, we're here to become more like you, God. So Lord, help us not just to be hearers of your word, but to be doers of your word so that every day we become more like you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So to help me out, I got uh, props. And uh, among the props are, guess it, onions. You're right. Now, the thing about onions is this. Let me start with onions and then I'll go into Scripture. So don't worry, okay? Some of you are thinking, is he, is he really going to preach from the onion? No, I'm not going to preach from the onion. I'm going to preach using the onion. This is an onion. And as believers, I, uh, some of you, I saw that was revelation for some of you. You're like, wow. <laughs> this is an onion. Uh, and this is, and as believers, this might sound strange, but it will all make sense. We're like an onion. You see, the thing about an onion is this. Um, we might think we're a million bucks, but we're not. And our value is not found in our appearance. This is an onion that I bought. Guess where I bought this onion? Where, where? A lower, lower. Little. There's a little onion, okay? Observe the little onion, okay? Now, let me take you, take out. What's the, what was the place you guys mentioned just now? This is a Sainsbury onion. Observe, is there a difference between the Sainsbury onion and the little onion? More expensive, maybe, but not much, actually, by not much. It may be just by, like, 1p. That's the only difference. So, just in case you're shopping for onions, it doesn't matter whether it's little or, you know, uh, since, unless you're buying in bulk, then, then uh, yeah, you can go, okay? So, I brought one more onion, okay? This is almost like a little worth it challenge. This is the cheapest onion. This is the medium price onion. And guess where I went? Guess where I went? Wait rolls! For some weight rolls, organic, oh, don't mess around, grown without reliance on artificial chemicals and fertilizers. And this onion, this bag of onions, 149 by the way, one, this bag of onions from Weight Rose or even supports the Prince's Charities, okay? This is, this is, this is some premium onion here. Chahui, can you help me take out one onion? Just, just tear open and bring out one onion, okay? Do you notice any difference between the onion? This is a Weight Rose onion. Your purchase of this onion goes, part of it goes to support some charity out there somewhere. It's organic. This is Sainsbury, not organic. This is Lidl. Let's not even talk about that. <laughs> it's, whoa. And when you put it all together, you can't tell them apart. And the thing about us is sometimes we, 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 we think too much of ourselves, not realizing that actually in God's eyes, we're all onions. Doesn't matter your background, we're all onions. Doesn't matter your, where you're from, you're, you're all onions. And all onions look the same, right? And, th and so, you know, the, I got three points for you to, to, to help me this morning. Go put some onions here. Is that okay, Jiahui? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, I got three points for you, okay? And the first thing towards maturing our walk is we need to get our attitude right. And many times, pride stands in the way of our attitude. You see, many times we come to church and, 
and we can even make, you know, we, we, we say many times that church is not about us, it's about God. But the scary thing is this, we can actually unknowingly be using God for our own selfish purpose and our own selfish self-actualization. You know, I've, I've so many times I've spoken to people who come to church and they, they're angry, they're bitter. And I've talked to students before, and this is a true story. One student actually told me this, I'm so disappointed at God. I'd be like, oh my, what happened? Because I was just asking, how is your week? And then the person say, I'm so disappointed with God. I'm like, oh, what, what happened? You know, I'm, I'm just, I, just, I just can't believe it. I just can't believe it. I'll be like, okay, tell me, what, what, what? You know, God just broke his promise. And I'll be like, <sighs> yeah, yeah, the Harry's choking on water, just, just hearing that. It's, it's not him, by the way. But, but you know, God just, oh, I can't believe it. How God can break his promises. And the thing is, like, I go like, well, hey, sister, you got to be careful there. God doesn't break promises. He's a promise-keeping God. What, what do you mean by God? Break? You know, I, I, I pray so hard. I serve. You know, I, I, I wanted to get a scholarship. I wanted to go overseas to finish off my degree. And, and, and I, I served. Even though it was my exam season, I served. And, 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 and I gave to every offering bag that passed me by. You know, many times even when there was no transport provided for church, I got myself there. I didn't ask someone to fetch me. I didn't ask for a free ride. I paid for the ride. And despite me paying for my ride to church, despite me giving into the offering bag, despite me serving, God still didn't give me that scholarship. And that's a scary thought. And as I'm saying this, I know there's a lot of silence in the room because we're sitting like, oh, I, I might not be so blatantly obnoxious as this person, but we've been there, haven't we? The truth is this, we got to start maturing our walk and realize that, you know what, God doesn't owe us anything. And, and church and faith is about God. It's not about us. And, and if we're not careful, we can use church attendance as a way to twist God's arm. We can use fasting as a way to twist God's arm, only to be disappointed. And I, I tell you, friends, if you continue to, 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 to try to use God as a way to self-actualize your own dreams and, 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 and success, it's not going to happen. See, true success, the true success of you as a Christian and true maturity of you as a Christian and the true maturity and true success of an onion is when the onion surrenders him or herself. Actually, there's no him or her. I don't know. I, I don't want to go there. But when the onion surrenders to the chef, when the onion surrenders to the farmer, the onion, to fulfill its true potential, needs to realize this, that point number one, the onion is never the main dish. For you to mature in your faith, you got to realize that you're not the main dish. Jesus is. And just like the onion, how many of you can tell me a main dish that features the onion? The, you see, ah, I, you, you, can't, you can't find me on food, okay? This is, this is my dojo. <laughs> An onion soup is not a main dish. It's a starter. It's a soup. It's something you have before the main course. Some of you can say that, oh, uh, uh, the, the onion rings. Yeah, onion rings, it's a side order. That's why when you go to any burger joints, it comes under sides. 
You can go to Outback Steakhouse and they have the blooming onion and it's huge. But that's still not the main course. You don't go people going like, oh, I'm going to Outback Steakhouse. Steakhouse. To order the blooming onion. I want it medium rare, please. Never! The onion, unlike the apple, nobody reaches for the onion. I'm so hungry. And you reach for an onion and without peeling it, you don't. You never. You see, the onion only, only, only shines when it becomes part of a larger picture. In Chinese cooking, some of us don't even like onions. I know, I cook for some of you. And then you go like, oh, pastor, there's onion in this. And as you picking the onions out, but do you know that everything else that you eat has already been flavoured by the onion? So while you're picking the onions out, the onion has already done its job. Its flavour has already been infused into the rice, into the noodles, into the meat, into the soup, into the burger. And even though you can pick it out, it, it's fulfilled its potential. The, the onion is most, you know, the, the, let's talk about one of my favourite things to eat, the, the onion ring, a good one. It's best enjoyed, not as its own thing, but it's best enjoyed accompanying a nice burger of whatever meat you want to put in. Even if it's veggie meat, I, I will not condemn you, okay? God loves everyone in church. If you're a vegan, vegetarian, we love you and we pray for your deliverance. Anyway, just joking, just, just joking, just joking. And as Christians, we've got to understand this. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 to 26, and we're going to have some verses here. Jesus said, this is him talking about following him, right? And Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, and, and walking with Jesus is, is, is a, a process of maturing ourselves. Every day we keep walking, keep walking, keep walking. So what Jesus is prescribing here is not a one-off thing. It's not that if you want to be saved, you got to do this. No, it, I want you to know salvation is a journey. It's not just a one-time decision. It's a journey, you know? And, and so God is saying, look, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his own life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? And so the thing, just like the onion, for the onion to profit, it's got to give up its desire to be the main dish. He's got to understand that his potential is best released when he's part of a bigger team. And Jesus is saying that for your true potential to be released, for you to enjoy life and life to the full, you got to understand that it's not about you, it's about me. It's not about follow you, right? Jesus said, if anyone decides to come after me, let him do his own thing and do whatever he wants and follow his heart. No, he says, let him deny himself. The onion has to deny itself. To the farmer. The, the onion can't go like, Farmer, I know you want to be cooking some gourmet, three Michelin star meal, but I demand to be the main dish. It can't. An onion can say, Use me, chef. Use me to create a three Michelin star dish. And then the, the chef goes like, Yes, I can use the onion. And I want to use the best onion. The weight rose onion, which technically doesn't look any different from the little or Sainsbury onion, but because the onion is an onion. The key is this the onion starts by denying itself. If you want to mature our faith, we've got to start by denying ourselves. We've got to start saying that, God, help me when I come to church, Lord, I don't want to, it to be about me. 
God, when I come here, it's going to be about you. Yes, I can bring my problems, but it's still about you. Because when I start focusing on you, my problems start fading away. You must understand that every time you come to Jesus and every time you make Jesus the main thing in your life, even though it feels like your life is subtracting, your life is actually being added onto. You know, God is a God who, who heals the blind. And when the blind people in the Bible approach Jesus, they walk away not being even more blind, they walk away seeing. When the people who can't walk manage to get near to Jesus, they, they don't walk away. Well, they can't walk away, but they do walk away. Does it make sense? You know, and the people who, who, who were even dead, when they come into contact with Jesus, they literally come back to life. Every time you make it about Jesus, you walk away having extra things added onto you. The first step is this. Like an onion, you got to deny yourself. you got to take up the cross. Take up the cross means that take up the, you know, the cross signifies death. And, and for us to live for Christ, we've got to die to ourselves. If you want to mature in your faith, if you don't want to mature in your faith, then this might not be the message for you. But keep coming to church and we pray that over time, you will slowly mature. But if you're serious about growing your faith, you've got to start saying, you've got to start crucifying your old self. You've got to start looking in your life and go like, you know what, that's not a good habit. And, I, 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 and if I continue to be like that, I can't grow. If I continue to be like that, God can't use me. God can't maximize me. So I've got to crucify my shyness. I got to crucify my inconsistency. I got to crucify my indiscipline. I got to crucify my preferences so that I can grow. You know, I, I know, you know, a lot of you here, just even by coming to church, you're, you're maturing in your faith, you know, and, and, and I, especially the, the, the original, original, original batch, uh, I think only a few people left around, Rora is probably one of them, when they first joined as church, there was, there's nothing, at least today, there's, there's like a pastor, you know, who's here, who sometimes can invite you over to his place for food, uh, who wants to cook roast pork for you, but when Rora and family joined church, it was like video sermon every week. But yet, what did they do? They learned to crucify themselves and go like, you know what? Actually, God, church is not about having a live speaker. And, you know, it's about your word. And your word can speak to me whether in a video format or audio format or even a live person. So you crucify your preferences. You crucify your immaturity. You crucify, you know, your, what you think, your idea, your preconceived notion of what church is and who God is. And so the onion needs to understand that, no, it's not about me. It's about the main dish. I got to surrender myself and trust that the chef will do the best job that he can do. You know, in Romans chapter 11, 36, this is biblical again. It says here, and this is something that sounds simple, but until you really understand it, you will not be blessed because it says this, for of him and through him and to him are all things, to whom be glory forever. Amen. I'm going to say that there. Because God is Jesus is saying that, look, of him, everything around earth is, is, is of him and everything is through him. Every success is through him. Every real success is through him and to him, for him. You know, are all things. And so we must understand, God is saying that, look, your best life is not in your hands, it's in His hands. And the faster you surrender into God's hands, the better you're going to be. You know, when, when the thing is this, you know, we live in a world where, where, where people look to a lot of sources uh, for, for help. 
and people even look to self-help books and, 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 and to human nature, giving up surrender of ourselves uh, and submitting to God is, 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 is a weird sensation. We would rather try to work out our own salvation. We would rather try to save our own skin. You know, many times, you know, you can, you can go to, uh, uh, you know, uh, seminars and self-help seminars and, and they might tell you things like this, you know, uh, for you to maximize your potential, you got to first, you know, uh, have a dream. And then you clarify your goals. And then you identify your strengths. Sound familiar? Right? You sound, right? And then maybe after that, you got to aim and focus on the next step. Oh, wow. How many, how many think that your, your pastor can become a, a good motivational speaker? You know? And you're going to build a team around you. I'm giving you for free. People are paying 5,000 pounds to tell, hey, get someone shouting this to them. I'm giving you for free. And you're going to be disciplined in never giving up. Wow, that sounds deep. Be disciplined in never giving up. Whatever you do, never give up. That's your discipline. Wow. But do you know that all that is just talk? Because let me tell you this. How many of you here, I know there are some amazing, faith-filled people who wake up every morning without the help of the alarm. You know, God, God, God implanted some rooster DNA into you. The moment the sun comes up, you just go, oh! You know, and you, the first thing you do is do your quiet time. But how many here? Come on, let's ha- honest hands up here. You woke up by alarm clock found in your phone. And come on, how many of you press the snooze button? How many of you here don't even bother with alarm clock because it doesn't work? So you ask your friend to set the alarm clock and ask your friend to call you. Come on, right? Amen. That's right. Lift up your hands and shame the devil. You know, the thing, the thing is this. We go outside and they say that, you know, you got to self-actualize, you got to do this, you got to self-motivate, blah, 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 blah. But we can't even get ourselves to wake up in the morning. You see, the, the, the thing about, about maturing yourself and discovering your full potential, it, it's about turning to God. Let me give you this other very easy example. When your car breaks down, who do you go to? Do you go to the farmer? Do you go to the chef? Chef, my car broke down. Can you do something about it? When your car breaks down, please don't come to your pastor as well. Because I, I, I know nuts. I can only pray for the car. But, but when your car breaks down, you bring it to the mechanic. But specifically the mechanic from the company that made your car. True? When your car breaks down, you don't ask the car, Car, why are you breaking down, car? Car, why, why, why? I tried turning it on, car. Why are you? doesn't matter how much smart technology they put in your car. I know cars today are very smart, you know. You know, it'd be like some, I don't know, like, an, uh, uh, I don't even know car brands. A BMW, uh, a, a plot, a destination cost to blah, blah, blah. And then it goes plotting now. And maybe in the future, we'll even come to a point where, uh, uh, um, I don't know, Proton, uh, side park yourself. And then it's just side parking now. Of course, we all love for that to happen. But it will never happen. You know, no matter when your car breaks down, you never talk to the car. You talk to the person who made the car, the company that made the car. Similarly, if you want to know how best to live your life, you don't look to the people around you. You don't look to yourself. You look to the one who made you. And so again, the onion's full potential is in the hands of the farmer or is the hands of the chef. It's never in its own hand. And so that's point number one. If you want to mature your walk, you're going to start surrendering to God. You're going to start picking up your cross. You're going to start identifying areas in your life, you know, to, and start saying that, you know what, I, I need to crucify that. You know, there's nothing wrong about plotting out all the, all the motivational stuff I said earlier on. That's great. But the Bible also warns us to say that, you know what, actually some of you, even though you are an onion, you can still achieve success. But then the Bible warns this. But what's the point of success at the cost of your own soul? 
You see, one thing that the world cannot give you, the world can give you all this motivational and it can be a life coach shouting in your ear asking you, come on, five more reps. And then you can be like, wow, no, so toned and looking like a million bucks. But you can be successful, but you might, that, you might lose out on your destiny. But with God, you can be successful and not lose out on your destiny. And destiny means that doing the exact specific thing that God has wired you to do. You know, earlier on, we were talking about Sham and her role in Amnesty International. Many times I hear her talk about it. It's not a job for her. It's a calling. It's her destiny. It's in her. You know, she, she doesn't do it for money. Even though we praise God, God will bless her some more. But, but she does it because she believes in it. It's, it's in her. God has allowed her path to, to go like, yeah, you were trained as a journalist. You had even a, a brush with the education sector in Monash. But, but your true destiny is found in me and I'm going to position you in your true destiny. I love it when she shared earlier, I was running away from God. But the moment I joined to Amnesty, it was also the time I came back to God. And it felt like as you come back to God, God rearranges you and repositions you back to the place that you're meant to be. Amen? Point number two is this, okay? Parables of the onion, lessons from the onion. Tears only flow when the onion is sliced into. Oh, that sounds deep. How many of you have cut an onion before? I actually brought a cutting board and a knife. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm looking at the time. Maybe not. I don't think this is something that needs illustration. At first, I was thinking of getting someone out and they're like, slice the onion for me. I, okay, I, I won't subject you to tear gas just in case that's a form of torture under the Geneva Human Convention. But how many know, how many have cooked before? How many have sliced an onion before? Raise your hand. How many have cried because you sliced an onion before? How many know that handling an onion doesn't make you cry? Right? Otherwise, I'll be crying. But it only, the, 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 the tear gas, so to speak, is only released when you slice into. Not when you lick the onion. I know that's a gross thing. Not when you rub the onion, you know, and peel. No, it's only when you start peeling and when you start slicing into the onion. In other words, for there to be real maturity, you got to allow the Word of God to cut into your spirit and attitude. You see, it's one thing to, to hear and, 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 and coming to church, we learn a lot of things. And Christians were so good at talking, but we're very bad at living it out. But maturity means that I, I don't just want to live it out in one area. I want it to infuse, just like how an onion infuses. I want it to infuse every area of my life. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it describes, you know, the, the, the nature of God's Word. For the Word of God is living and powerful, just like an onion, and sharper the any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. It says here, look, the, the Word of God is living and powerful. But if you allow it, it can pierce into the division of soul and spirit. Soul represents your life. Spirit represents your attitude. And God is saying that my Word is living and powerful and is sharp. And if you allow me to, I can allow this living and powerful force to penetrate into your life and your attitudes. And when you do that, you, 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 you produce tears. When, when God gave me this example, I was like, tears. And God says, yeah, tears represent repentance. Some of us, you know, we know a lot. Yeah, I need to change. Yeah, I need to change. But until the Word of God, until you let the Word of God slice into your spirit, you're not going to produce tears of repentance. And God says this as well. Some of us here, we want to reach our friends. You know, we want to tell them the good news. 
But every time it feels like when you open up your mouth, you're either too shy. Or when you open up your mouth, it leads to an argument or disagreement and it no longer becomes good news, it becomes sad news. Because the whole environment becomes sad. But God is saying that, do you know that even when you allow His Word, sometimes we're so worried about, God, what word should I use to, 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 to correct my friend? What word can I use to, to rebut my friend's argument? And, and God is telling us, no, allow the word to first penetrate your heart. You see, when, when an onion is sliced, it's not the person, if all you need to do is be near enough to the onion that's being sliced for you to be affected by the tear gas. You don't need to be the person slicing. Do you know what I'm saying? How many have been there before? I know it's definitely happened to, to, to Pastor Cat and myself. You know, sometimes I'm cooking in the kitchen and then she comes, what are you cooking? And then she, she peers too near and then just as I'm slicing the onion, I'm slicing onions. And then as I turn to her, I've already been crying. And he goes, you're slicing onion? And then she starts crying. How many know that when the Word of God slices your heart, it produces fruit of repentance, not just for yourself, but the people around you? Do you know that many times people in our lives, they're not, they're not interested in philosophy. They're, not inter- they're, they're looking for something that's genuine. And until we begin to allow the Word of God to slice into our lives, there won't be genuine change. Do you know what I'm saying? Because we live in a world where talk is cheap. And talk is cheap, but actions are not. And so when you allow the Word of God to not just be talk that you hear, but you allow it to slice in, allow your life to, to God for it to change it and to make it living and powerful, it produces a fruit of repentance, tears, not just to you, but the people around you. Amen? Isn't that powerful? And God is saying that, come on, would you, would you, would you do that? Would you live beyond, you know, some, why is attitude so important? Because that's maturity. Let me tell you this, okay? Basic Christianity will tell you this, it's good to worship God. But a mature Christian understands that worship is not just about songs. And a mature Christian will understand that worship is an attitude. So even when I study, if I study hard, that's worship unto God. When I work and I turn up on time, that's worship unto God. When, 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 when I'm, I'm, I'm excellent at my work and I don't cut corners, and, and, and I don't partake in office politics, that's worship unto God because it's an attitude. So you begin to see that, you know, that's what maturity is. It's not just about, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, worship is songs. No, 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 no. Mature Christian goes like, worship is a lifestyle. Generosity is not just about giving to the offering bag. Generosity is a lifestyle. And a person who understands the spirit of generosity never holds back. You know, that's why, you know, when you go out and eat with me and Pastor Cat, we always like to overorder. Because we, we love to be generous in portion even. We'd rather you have extra to bring back uh, than to, you know, be too polite and go like, oh no, please, no, you take half of that chicken wing. No, 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 I'm full, I'm full. Please ask me two more times before I eat it, you know. And so we've we got to understand that, look, move beyond uh, the, the, the knowledge, move beyond the information and let it go into your attitude. You know, the worship team, we're always challenging the worship team, come on, have a worshipful attitude. That's why they don't just come at, you know, church starts at 11. They don't just come at, at like a superstar at 10.30. No, they, they come at 9 o'clock to pray. And sometimes we even challenge them, hey, would you carry some instrument back? And carrying stuff has nothing to do with worship on the surface. But if you understand the spirit of worship, you understand the attitude of worship, you realize that no, it's part and parcel. It's because worship is not about the stage. 
Worship is about honoring God with the gifts and talents He's given me. And, and this, 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 this instrument, uh, this keyboard, uh, this guitar, this cajon is not just there for me to use. It's, it's, it belongs to God. So, so how I take care of it is a reflection of my heart of worship. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, if, if you begin to do that, if you begin to go like, God, I, 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 I love you, and you begin to understand that, you know, that, 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 that preaching the good news is not just about preaching, it's about living. It becomes your attitude. And when you start going to your workplace, when people try to involve you in some dirty jokes, you go like, no, that's not my language. You know, when they try to involve you in some corruption, you go like, no, no, that, that's not my thing. Because you understand that there's no separation between church and the circular, it's, it's, it's all interconnected. And, and, and I can evangelize by preaching, but I can also evangelize by living. And it's more powerful when I live it out and my friends start seeing the fruits. Amen? The fruits of repentance producing in, produced in my life and eventually leading it to be produced in their lives. Amen? So point number three is this. Okay, are you ready for one final truth about the onion, the parable of the onion? Are you ready for this? Oh, this will, this will change your life. Are you ready? The onion, now write it down, is a root vegetable. Wow. Wow, that's deep, man. That is deep. Like the onion is a root vegetable. It looks, you know, like, like oh, it's got some roots here. So is this where, does it grow above ground? You know, because when, when, when I was young and I, you know, was, when Pokemon was introduced, I used to think, that Bulbasaur was a creature with an onion on his back. And then, but that's not how an onion grows. It doesn't grow on the back of Bulbasaur. It doesn't, grow on, uh, it doesn't grow above ground. It grows underground. The growth happens underground in the dark. The growth happens when nobody is looking. You see, true maturity is not performance faith. True maturity is, is, is allowing the Word of God to come in deep Surrendering first step, we say, and then along the way, I got to slice into our lives, producing tears of repentance, genuine tears of repentance. And not just that, but having a consistency of living for Christ, whether people are looking or not. You see, you're mature in your, in your, in your walk. A lot of people say that, you know, I come to church every Sunday, I feel nothing. And I go like, do you know that it's not about Sunday? <laughs> the onion is a root vegetable. For a believer, for your faith to grow, don't get me wrong. Come every Sunday. Don't, don't, you know, like, we understand. I know some, some, sometimes we, we have travel plans and stuff like that, but, but it's powerful to come together for corporate meetings like this where the presence of God is here, where we can encourage each other. Uh, but it's important for our faith to thrive and to really grow beyond Sundays. You know, I always use this example. If I ask you to go back in the memory lane of your mind to your time in school, your fondest memories are usually created not in class, but in between classes. Think about that for a while. Your favorite memories. I know a lot of memories. I learned in class. Yes, I know. Okay, put your hand down. You know, but our most fondest memories. First time you held a girl's hand. In between class. <laughs> Before the bell rang. <laughs> you held a little bit. Oh, and then you run off. It's in between class where you had a fight. And they go like, man, I, that's what I know, you know, that I'm the strongest, you know, whatever. You know? And then for some, that could be your fondest memory or, or not fondest memory. It's all the stuff that happens before class, after class, in between classes, when the teachers being changed, even in university. 
right? It's hardly like your favorite time in university, the lectures. Oh, the lectures, amazing. Mwah, c'est magnifique. No! It's always before lectures, after lectures, after lectures especially. And all the students say, yeah, after lectures, our nap time. Our nap time. After lecture, nap time. Yeah. Similarly, Sunday is like class. Is it important to come to class? Yes. But the real growth happens outside of class. And so, onion is a root vegetable. The real growth happens when nobody is looking. Not necessarily on a Sunday, you know, but on the every other day. You know, the growth happens underground and down. And let's turn to, uh, I got three verses. And it's all found in Matthew chapter 6. You can go back and read the whole of Matthew chapter 6. But for, uh, because of time, I want to point you straight to three uh, repeats. Every time, you must understand that, you know, if there's something important, there's always this rule of three. You know, when you read throughout the Bible, there's a rule of three. Every time, even in the book of Joshua, you know, be bold and courageous, be strong and courageous, it's repeated to him three times. Uh, even when Jesus challenged Peter, uh, do you love me? Yes, I do, Lord, feed my sheep. Do you love me? Yes, I do, feed my sheep. Do you love me? Yes, I feed my sheep. Three times. There's a power of three. Every time God repeats himself three times, he's trying to tell that this is something that is very dear to me. This is something that I really cherish. Pay attention. So in Matthew chapter 6, there's a rule of three that appears, even though Jesus in the whole chapter, he was talking about and teaching about giving. He was teaching about praying. He was teaching about fasting. And even though he was teaching about different things, the same rule of three appears. And it's found, the first one, Matthew chapter 6, verse 4, it talks about giving that your charitable deed may be in secret and your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. But you, when you pray, now Jesus is teaching about prayer, go into your room and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And what does it say? And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Matthew chapter 6, verse 18 so that you do not appear to man to be fasting, but only to your Father who is in the secret place. And what's the, rep the repeat again? Oh, you're very smart. You probably see it by now. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. God is trying to tell us that whether it's praying, whether it is giving, whether it is fasting, the thing is this, God is the God who observes that thing that is done in the secret. And if you really want to mature in your faith and you really want to benefit from your walk with God, you've got to learn to honour God, not just publicly, but especially in the secret place. Because our God is a God who sees the secret and causes increase to happen. And so if you want to mature God, I want to mature, then start honouring God in the secret place. A lot of people, you know, I, I once uh, had someone uh, 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 come up to me, a brilliant lawyer, uh, uh, and uh, he came up to me and says, you know what, uh, I've been reading the Bible, and, uh, but you know, I get nothing. You know, I'm a lawyer, I'm used to reading. Wow. You know, no, nothing bores me. I can read through, I'm very detailed, but I get nothing. And I go like, okay, may I ask you this? Because I know the person's a lawyer. I go like, you probably, you know, earn well. I, 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 I earn enough. That's just a nice way of saying that they're rich, you know what I'm saying? And then and I go like, yeah, but when you read about the Bible saying that tithe, do you, do you tithe? Silence. Because tithing, for example, is a secret place thing. Do you know that we never check people who tithe? 
Nobody, you've been coming to church. You never get a phone call. You only get phone calls from us going like, how are you? Are you okay? Can I pray for you? Would you like to come and so that we can feed you and make you fat? You never go like, uh, have you paid your tithes and offering? <laughs> because it's a secret thing. It's none of my business. But do you know who sees it? God sees it. And this person, you know, he, he, because he, he read everything, and yet he did not live it out, especially in the secret. There was no growth. There was only frustration. And some of us here, we come to church and you're frustrated. You feel stagnant in your growth. Maybe today's message is for you. Maybe you're going to start making it about God and not about you. Some of us, we think that by changing church, my faith will increase. Tell you what, the truth is this. When you change into any new church, there will be a period of excitement. But if, you, but if you continue to make it about you, you're going to be looking for another church to hop to again. It's not about the church. It's not about the preaching. It's not about the building. It's not about whether there's a drama or no drama. It's not about the music and the style of music. It's not hymns or modern. It's about making it about Jesus, not you. You see, even though I, I enjoy our worship and all that, but you put me in a traditional, traditional church, I will still lift my hands up and, 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 and shout for Jesus. And I've done that. When I went to visit my sister many years ago in Ipswich, and she attended a traditional Anglican church, and I was probably the only one there, like, Lord, I lift your name on high. She had a long conversation with me after that, going like, why? 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 Because I'm like, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. And he deserves my hands to be lifted up, whether there's a pipe organ playing or whether the guy's rocking on stage. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. And you're going to start making that. Otherwise, your life, you'll be so frustrated. I'm eight years a Christian. I'm so frustrated. I'm not really sure whether God is real. It's not about you. Make it about God. Point number two, allow the Word of God to slice in. We, we, we read the Word of God. How many know that the Word of God is not a suggestion? You know, the, the, the speed limit in Malaysia, that's a suggestion. Those of you from Malaysia, you know what I'm saying. When... when after living in this country for a while, I am so domesticated by the UK system because they are strict. When they say 30 miles an hour, 30 miles an hour, and they will find you if you go 35 miles an hour. But in Malaysia, when they say 90 kilometers per hour, it's just a suggestion. It's trying to tell you that, you know, if you want to travel faster, it's up to you. There will be a price to pay. And sometimes you get caught, sometimes you might not get caught. You might end up in an accident, but then you have to pay your own price. But if you want to go faster, that's great. So when I went back to Malaysia, I was like 90. I, I was driving at 89. And then every other car was honking me. And I realized, oh, it's Malaysia. It's a suggestion. But the Word of God is not from Malaysia. <laughs> it's not a suggestion. And when the Word of God says that my Word is living and powerful, are you, are you, do you feel like your life is running empty, it's, it's, it's running out of life? Do you feel like even though you're young but there's no power in your studies, there's no power in your finances, there's no power in your workplace? Maybe it's, it's not just about cutting and pasting your favorite scripture on Instagram and garnering a lot of likes. That, that's not going to make you feel better. There's no power in that. There's no power in liking an Instagram post that says that, for I know the thoughts I have for you. Amen, sister. Share it, click it, like it, subscribe. The power comes when you allow that truth 
to slice into your heart and go like, God, if you know the plans I, you have for me, then Lord, I'm not going to worry about my own plans. God, if you say do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself, then God, I will stop worrying about tomorrow and cling on to you today. When you allow the Word of God to slice in, it produces real tears of repentance in your life and other people. And last but not least, if you want to grow and stop being frustrated with your stagnancy in your faith, then you've got to start honouring God in the secret place. Many of us here, you know, we do you know that the breakthrough in, in the public is also found in the secret? A lot of people, you know, uh, uh, want to break free from very public addictions and very public depressions, but, but actually the battle for all those addictions and depressions actually don't have them happen publicly. They happen in the private place. It's in the private place where nobody's looking that we get tempted and it's there that every battle we win, we break the chains that hold us back. So learn to increase and learn to understand that the power is in, you're, you're, you're an onion, you're a root vegetable. You've got to honour God when it's dark, when it's nobody looking. Ironically, that's also the best place to keep an onion. You don't need to keep it in the fridge. I know it's not spiritual. I'm just giving you some grocery advice, but it's true. You don't keep it in the fridge. You can just keep it somewhere. As long as it's dark, the onion's going to remain fresh. Dark, dry place. Can you honour God in the dark, dry places in your life? And when you can, there will not be any rot. You'll only be thriving. And before you know it, you'll be maturing, growing from strength to strength, glory to glory. Let's pray. Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your word. And Lord, we thank you that, Lord, you speak to us. And Lord, right now, Lord, I just want to pray. Lord, I, I, I know that you want us as a church to not just grow in numbers, but to grow in maturity. You want us to grow healthier. You want us to grow, Lord, where we, if we used to not bear fruit, we will bear fruit. Another sign of maturity is the ability to multiply. You know, children can't multiply because they, they haven't gone through the process of maturity called puberty. The internal systems haven't kicked in for them to multiply themselves. But as the child grows older, when it's eight years old, they can't multiply. But when they're 18 years old, they can multiply. If the natural world has this expectation that as something grows older, whether it's a tree, the older the tree grows, it begins to bear fruit. A young sapling can't bear fruit. But a tree, after a few years, starts bearing fruit. The older you are, the longer you are in Christ, in God, you need to start bearing fruit. And God wants us to be mature believers in Him. Not complainers, not whiners, not people who make it all about us, but people who understand that true power comes when I surrender to God. True power comes when I allow the Word of God not just to linger in my earlobes, but let it slice into my life. True power comes when I begin to take the Word of God and honour Him, not just when people are looking. Honour Him, not just on social media. Honour Him, not just when I'm hanging around Christian friends, but honour Him when I'm alone. Honour Him when it's at a dark, dry place. Honour Him and your Father who sees what is done in secret reward you openly. Lord, help us, Lord. We want to grow in our faith. We want to be disciples for you. We want to be people who don't just know the good news but live out the good news. And Lord, we believe that as we grow in maturity, Lord, the, 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 the fruits of salvation and the fruits of repentance will show naturally. 
So God, help us work in our lives, God. Lord, I want to pray for different ones here. Maybe some people here, they feel so stagnated in their walk. They feel so frustrated. Maybe some of you here, you're even thinking to yourself that, oh, I, I, I'm thinking twice whether I should come to church. But today, you came today and you heard this message. This message is for you. This message is to tell you that don't throw in the towel yet. The problem is not with the surrounding. The problem is, is, is when you start, no, it's overcome when you start surrendering your life to Jesus. Would you do that today? Would you do that today? Would you just right now make a personal altar before God and say, God, I don't want to, I want to grow in you, God. Lord, I, I want to I wanna be obedient, Lord. Like the onion, Lord, I want to be used by you, Lord. Lord, even though I'm an onion and there are days where I, I don't feel pretty, I don't feel that I'm worth a lot, I'm an onion, I've got layers, you slice me up, I'm stinky, nobody wants me, but God, when I surrender into your hands, you can use anything. If you can use an onion, you can use me. So God, would you purify us? God, would you help us to realign our thoughts? and our hearts back to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.axchurch.uk. God bless.